First of all, what went through my mind is how stupid am I to spiritually volunteer for this? Welcome to Mad Talk. This is Paul O'Brien, and I'm joined by Colin Davis, my co-host. And uh, Colin, it's been a crazy week, has it not? I don't know where to start. <laughs> There's so uh, much like, like boiling to go, to go over today. Uh, let's start with the internet breaking. I mean, obviously, Kanye West is responsible. He broke the internet. Apparently, he did. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm not a fan of Kanye, but I'm thankful he did this. He's starting such a big conversation that we needed to have in this country, for sure. Oh, yeah. And some credit goes to Candace Owens because she's the one who initiated this, right? Yeah. I mean, he tweeted about liking the literally he broke the Internet by saying, I like the way she thinks and liberals went bonkers. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> literally saying I like someone's thought process caused the whole left to go nuts. And it's unbelievable. Oh, God. I was seeing tweets such as this is the worst day in Twitter. Things like that. I'm like, okay, because he said to a black woman, I like the way you talk or I like the way you think. That's the worst day to you? Which shows, which shows the first world problems we have in this country. That literally that's devastating to people. That a, a black man could compliment a black woman about her thought process and not her booty. You know? <laughs> like, right. Like, you know, you could say like Nicki Minaj, oh my gosh, she's so hot. I like her ass. But, you know, I like a black woman's thought process. Oh my God, she might, she's conservative. Let's stop and have a nervous breakdown. It's insane. Oh, what's even better, though, is the fact that Kanye isn't backing down. I mean, the fact that everyone came after him, and this is going to sound kind of funny. I'm kind of playing armchair psychologist here. But if anybody besides Trump can take criticism from the media, from fans, and from anyone else, I think it's Kanye. Because think about the history he's had. I mean, he, you know, the whole thing with Taylor Swift. And here's what gets me, by the way, is that these people defended him when he was in the wrong, when he actually, you know, insulted somebody that had done nothing to him. Oh, they totally. defended him until like, you know, no, I will not turn on Kanye. He's the man. But now those same people are going to turn on Kanye because he actually dared to express the fact that he is not a Democrat. I mean, I can't believe that, you know, they were taking it that seriously, but they were. And it was oh, obvious yeah. that they were programmed to do it. Oh, he, he committed the cardinal offense of the left. He thought for himself. And especially as a black man thinking for yourself, that's like the worst offense you can do. You can sell drugs like Jay-Z did. You can, you know, be, promote like prostitution. You call women hoes and bitches. But if you think for yourself, that's a deal breaker. Can you believe yeah. that? <laughs> You know, Kanye's always been outspoken, and here's the thing. People are, like, bringing up the fact that, you know, he insulted George Bush. I'm not a big fan of George Bush. Mm -hmm. I honestly didn't care for the Bush family because they remind me too much of the Clintons. But, like, what Candace Owens was saying, so because he said something about a past president who was Republican, does that not mean he can support somebody else who's a Republican? I didn't like Bush. I like the guy who's in the office now, and he's a Republican. People can evolve on how they feel. And you know what? Even if he meant what he said back then and he still feels that way, that's his personal opinion. And another thing that's being brought up in comparison to Kanye is Colin Kaepernick. Everybody's trying to say, like, oh, conservatives are such hypocrites because they're standing by Kanye just because he likes Trump but they didn't stand by Colin Kaepernick. And I had to explain two, the difference. Two different things. <laughs> right. I said, okay, it's one thing to attack somebody for having an opinion that you disagree with. That was not why Colin Kaepernick was being no. attacked. What happened was Colin Kaepernick chose a specific moment to do a protest. And the moment that he chose was the national anthem, which to millions of people, that anthem is symbolic. It is symbolizing the people, the men and women who died for this country. 
So it wasn't his opinion. It was his actions. He could have done the protest at any time. He could have done it before the game. He could have done it during the halftime show. He could have done it at the end. He chose to do it during the anthem because he knew it would be controversial and he knew it would get him publicity. So Kanye's opinion and you know his actions are two different things. It's apples and oranges. Oh, but Colin Kaepernick is like the new Rosa Parks to the left now, apparently. Nothing he can do is wrong. And his protest, which was never actually made sense to me, is nothing you can compare to, to Kanye saying what he's saying right now about Trump. And he even said, I don't agree with Trump completely on everything, but I love him as a brother. You know, right. so he's, he's showing a nuance to what he's saying. He's not just saying, I'm a Trump fan, I'm MAGA 100%. He's showing that, you know, you don't have to agree with someone completely, but you can still like the person. And that to the left, that's unheard of because you have to hate someone completely if they disagree with you on even 10% of what they believe in. I've learned that the hard way. I'm sure you've experienced that yourself. But just like Kanye is being a black man in the, in, the, in the entertainment industry, since Hollywood and music is completely run by the left, you know, he's completely, I, I don't know if he can even fix this, if he wants to fix it with them, because he's completely like their top enemy right now, just for saying a, a simple opinion about the president who was elected by 64, 65 million people in this country. Well, and here's the thing also that people are forgetting is that Kanye West has had a relationship with Trump for a long time. People yeah. think that he just jumped on the Trump bandwagon. Uh, there was a story that back when Kanye was addicted to opiates and when he first got out of rehab or the hospital, uh, it was Trump who actually came to visit him. And it was Trump who was taking his phone calls and offering assistance. So he has an affection for Trump that goes beyond politics. I mean, it's a personal relationship. So he's not going to turn on somebody that was there for him. And, you know, we heard the stories about Jennifer Hudson when Donald Trump basically he, gave her a free room to live. Yeah. And Trump Tower. Right. Because he felt bad and he wanted her to be able to get away from the media with, with what happened to her family. Well, similar to Kanye. I mean, Kanye's no Trump because he lived in New York. And before Trump ever got involved in politics, Kim and Kanye had a relationship. But also, a lot of people are jumping on Kanye trying to say because he insulted Obama by referring to the fact that Obama didn't do anything to stop the genocide. That's not, a, that's not, an, that's not an insult. That's a fact. It's the truth. But they, they, here, they, don't, they, don't, they don't qualify the statement, though. They don't say that what Obama did for Chicago, they just call Kanye crazy, which shows that right. he's right, <laughs> you know? And they, won't, they, forget. they won't say that he did it. Well, they forget also they, that Kanye West made one of the biggest contributions to Chicago just recently. And they're trying to say, oh, well, he's saying Obama didn't do anything. What have you done for Chicago, Kanye? He donated a lot of money to inner city programs. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's not the, he was never the president of this country. Right. But the fact is, they're going to pretend like he didn't do all these different things to try to help Chicago from where he was at. I mean, his platform is not like you said, he's not the president. He can't make laws. All he can do is use his money and his status to help. And he tried. But so he did more yeah. than what Obama did. But speaking about Chicago and Obama, you know who else has done more for Chicago than Obama has? Trump. You know, the, Trump has a massive tower in the heart of Chicago that employs, I'm sure, thousands of people, mostly probably minorities and women. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure he's contributed a lot more to the tax, the tax, the payroll, everything in Chicago than Chicago ever than Obama did. So Obama's not really batting a thousand with Chicago as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, and, you know, it, goes beyond, uh, it goes beyond Kanye, though, because now we see John Legend is actually trying to and, he, and John Legend is making it political because I feel like Kanye wasn't really being political. He wasn't endorsing specific policies. He was basically stating, I like Trump. Trump is a friend of mine. I'm not going to turn on him. He's my brother. And then John Legend sends him text messages basically telling him 
please don't align yourself with Trump. Think of your fans. They look up to you and, you know, you could end up shifting their opinions of Trump. And he tried to scare Kanye by basically implying that he would lose fans. In fact, Kanye has actually gained followers. There was a big controversy that he lost 10 million followers the the day after he basically said he likes Trump. Well, it was a glitch, and he's got those followers back plus some. So, like, plus it was some, almost yeah. like the uh, like the NRA thing. I've said this: I'm not going to worship Kanye because he and I both like Trump. But what I will do for him is, after seeing all these people say, "Well, I hope your album flops," and I'm not going to buy your album all because of that. That means I will go out and I will buy his album, not because I like rap music, not because I'm a big fan of Kanye, but because I will do what I did with the NRA. If somebody from the left is going to start a boycott to hurt somebody financially, I'm going to help that person because my goal is to hurt the left. I want them to know that when it comes to consumer wars, they will never win. They can't win. And I don't think any of his fans are going to really stop listening to his music because some liberal elites tell them to. Oh, trust me. there Some of them will, unfortunately, because they're morons and they're programmed. But John Legend, is, is he's just a tool for the left right now. They're sending him out to kind of wrangle in Kanye by sending those, those texts out to him. Because, you know, him and Christie, they're always out attacking people for the left. They're like the, the most popular left attack dogs right now out there. And it's a typical move from the left to have someone black because, you know, they don't necessarily want like white liberals to go after them too hard. So they sent out John Legend to kind of rail them, bring them back in, which didn't work because I'm happy Kanye actually tweeted out the text between him and John. So we oh, saw yeah. exactly the exchange. So you can see that he was trying to tell him, you know, put his fans and threaten him with his fans. And like to Kanye's credit, like you said, he said, oh, no, don't try to silence me by using that to scare tactics, which is what they do. They destroy your career. They close down your business. Like, look what they did to, to Candace Owens. Look what they're doing to Diamond and Silk now, too. You know, it's as another ridiculous. set of black, black conservatives, they're trying to go after them. And, like, we can, like, segue right into Diamond and Silk if you want to now. Did you see them on, Cong- on their, them testify? And so I'm just trying to figure out. We understand who that this was is fine. lying here. Is it the Trump campaign or nope. is someone wait, wait, wait. not telling Nobody the truth? Nobody is lying. However, there may have been a mistake from the Trump campaign whenever they uh, wrote what the $1,274.94 right. was for. Actually, this was for because we uh, was asked to join the Women for Trump tour back in 2016. And Miss Laura Trump asked that our airline tickets be refunded back to us right. because we paid for those tickets when we went from New York to Ohio. I have the email right here which substantiate what happened on September the 11th whenever Laura Trump wrote to Allen to tell them to reimburse us. So that one I appreciate that explanation. So now let me just ask you one final question. No, it was time... for a reimbursement. I understand. That's right. Not feel consulted. I've never been paid never by the Trump campaign. I appreciate that. And I'm just trying to figure out mm-hmm. whether, uh, consistent with what the president indicated, uh, he urged you to monetize your support for him. And I'm just trying to figure he out. He urged us to monetize our platform. And there's nothing wrong with that. As you, as an African-American, you're not going to make us feel guilty because we're going to get out here and we're going to take advantage of these platforms and monetize, That's just right. like everybody else do. I don't see you walking up to, to, a, to, a, to a white person and saying, oh, you shouldn't be monetizing that. No, no. So why are you, as an let, African-American, let, let, let making it? Gentlemen's like time is expired. With us monetizing our platform. Gentlemen's time has expired. It's not a game of whether funds the gentleman's time has expired I, he's the new 
the new blood for the Congressional Black Caucus. You know, so he's the new younger attack dog for them since the old ones are like starting to become senile. And some of them don't even know the day of the week it is anymore. So he was going after them. He even tried to like, per- like get them for perjury. <laughs> Why? Because he's because apparently uh, they back when they were in a campaign rally for Trump, they paid for their own their plane tickets. And so the Trump campaign said, hey, we'll reimburse you for going, going out of your pocket, spending like almost two thousand dollars to come out and support us. And then, so he says to them, do you know you're under oath? Right. And they're like, yeah, what's going on? He said, you said you were never paid, paid by the Trump campaign. They're like, we were never paid by the Trump campaign. And so he's saying that the Trump campaign reimbursing them for plane tickets constitute being paid by the campaign and try to catch them up in like a perjury net while they're testifying in Congress. So he was reaching, basically. He was going yeah, and even, even, yeah, even she, Diamond was like, oh, I see you're watching fake news. So, he, <laughs> so literally he has two like black women on Congress testifying about getting their, their rights infringed, their First Amendment like blocked. And he's going to try to get them trapped in perjury and threaten them with you know, committing a crime. And that's, that's uh, I, the Congressional Black Caucus. That's what they do. I saw where they were trying to shame them for making money off their videos. <laughs> God forbid, their, right? I was like, do you not know how many people do that? And I'm so glad that Diamond brought up the fact that, you know, it's okay for everyone else to do it. It's okay for illegal immigrants to come out here and do it. Oh, I but love when they that do moment. it to black women that are conservatives, then it's suddenly wrong. She's like, I'm not going to let you guilt us, you know, into thinking it's bad to make money off our videos. Oh, no, like, that's, that's what the platform is for. They wouldn't let you monetize your videos if it wasn't for you to make money off of it. And like but, she said, they spent plenty of money. I'm sure they have, but like, I, it's amazing that the congressmen were acting like they were, they were the first ones to do it, and they did it. And one part, he was like, oh, th- Trump told you to monetize, didn't he? And she's like, he, he asked if we monetized at a rally, trying to make it seem like Trump was like financially, they're benefiting from Trump. Or he's somewhat influencing their, their actions. So they're pretty much pawns of Trump, which is what he was making. Because Trump team. figured out a way for them to make money if they didn't know about yeah. it already. Yeah. That's just like, sad. They're reaching it, real bad. I mean, in between, it was the three of them. It was him, um, Barbara uh, Jackson. from She's from Texas. Uh, the is Congress- that the one with the cowboy hats? No, this is another one from Texas. Oh, the, the Congressional Black Caucus is full of characters, unfortunately. And all of them, are they're useless. <laughs> they've all managed to make money and stay there forever but do nothing for the black community except now attack Diamond and Silk on camera and embarrass themselves, which is what was just pretty much what they did. And Diamond and Silk, I mean, I was happy to see them fight back. And I mean, it was a show. Like, I've never oh, seen yeah. a testimony like that before, but it was needed to, it was, they needed to do that and show them just for the hypocrites they are and like call out the Congressional Black Caucus members because they were complete, you know, a-holes. I won't say the well, word. <laughs> and while we're, on the top, while we're on the topic of Congress, okay, so I'm hearing that once again, Congress finds that there was no collusion between Trump and Russia. How many times have we heard this? Has this not happened like two or three times before? I could have sworn we've heard and seen the headlines where it said the Intel Committee said there was no collusion. So I look online today, and of course, it's on Sean Hannity and Sarah Carter, but it's like, wait a second, this is three times now where they've said no collusion. So what exactly does this mean? This is the House Intel Committee that has basically seen all the evidence, the same evidence that Mueller has seen, and they're saying there's no evidence of collusion between Trump and Russia. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, a mirror going around and around and around. Like we keep seeing the same thing over and over again. And Adam Shifty Shift, he's always out there saying something's coming, something's coming. But every time a, a committee comes out, there's like, there's no proof. So unless, unless, there's some, unless there's something he's seeing, which I doubt that no one else in Congress happens to have seen, 
what is he what are we going on about still for another we're doing another year of this how many more more hearings are we going to do in congress over this russian collusion business and you know this russia collusion business cost somebody that actually fought for this country general flynn he was finally vindicated by the way Uh, they actually did admit that he never intentionally lied to the fbi or to the department of justice when he was, uh, I guess, interviewed and interrogated. So this is a man that was basically, his entire career was destroyed. His family has suffered. And we see people like McCabe who lied willingly to both the FBI and to the ethics committee of the FBI. And they've got liberals raising money for this guy who's a millionaire. And yet General Flynn, who fought for this country, who actually enlisted to serve this country, has paid the ultimate price from this whole Russia witch hunt. Oh, so he lost his home. <laughs> he had to like, can you imagine like serving a country for decades and then you fall to the point where you have to sell your home just to defend yourself against a false charge? Yeah, and, I actually and, donated money to uh, his legal fund. I, and, I went to check out and see if it was still legit and made sure I was giving it to the right people, but no one deserves it more than he does. And, and yet Comey's out doing a book tour, you know, making money, selling books you know, going all over the play, all over the country on TV. He just had a CNN town hall. I don't know why, oh, which God. was ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, here we are, like General Flynn sitting here, like having, a, he's gonna have to rebuild everything after this is all said and done. Is Bill you know? Clinton going on a book tour as well? Uh, for, for what? <laughs> Does he even have a book out? I didn't realize Bill Clinton even had a book coming out, but therefore he probably wants to hop on Hillary's, you know, what happened stick and make some more money. They got to make money. I mean, they've got no foundation pulling in donations anymore. So someone's going to have to work. Well, I don't, is Hillary's going to be on the campaign trail for something, I'm sure. Breaking oh, good. We some, need her. For something. We need, we need her, her out there. Trail. She's still out there talking. talking. She's still talking. She won't stop talking. So, I mean, like now, now the good old boys never were going to let her win. So she knew from the get go, she was never going to be allowed to be president and saying some other, some drunken tirade she's on, on some show or some speech she's giving somewhere. It's not, it's a never ending uh, Bill and Hillary show, mostly Hillary. I'm sure Bill's trying to figure out somehow to make money behind the scenes. (laughs) <laughs> no, you see, I, I did not watch Comey on CNN because I don't watch CNN. Oh, I, don't, I did I watch didn't watch clips it. of uh, him on Brett Bauer. Uh, Brett, is it Brett Bauer Brett on Fox News? Brett Bauer, yep. Brett Bauer. Well, Brett Bauer was actually asking him tough questions, and he caught him in like two or three lies, and Comey was trying to like insist that he wasn't lying. And Brett was basically – he wouldn't call him a liar outright, but he left it up in the air. Like, isn't that the same thing? Isn't that leaking? Who else did you give, leak, or whatever you want to call it, the memos what I to? Prefer. Yeah, yeah, the memos to. I gave the memos to my legal team after uh, I gave them to Dan Richmond, after I asked him to get it out to the media. And gave they, three, sorry, gave four memos to my legal team. Which included Patrick Fitzgerald. Patrick Fitzgerald. He David, was a legal team at that time. Correct, sure. And Dan, David, uh, Kelly David Kelly and Dan Richmond. Okay. Uh, you said in the memos, I, I said, I don't do sneaky things. I don't leak. I don't do weasel moves. But, I mean, we can argue what a leak is, but that's a leak, gonna, isn't it? It's not. Well, no, it's not. Are you sure? No. It sounds like leaking to me. And then he brought up what happened to Michael Flynn. He's like, yeah, this guy got his whole career oh, ruined. Destroyed, yeah. Yeah, and he said, and you defended your deputy, McCabe, even though McCabe was willingly and purposely lying both about you and to you and to the ethics committee. He's like, meanwhile, it was Michael Flynn who suffered because of this. And you see that uh, Comey just has no remorse for anything. And uh, Brett Mayer basically called him out on the fact that he I mean, James Comey does not look good. Up, well, yeah, he kissed up to Obama one-on-one. He didn't mind being one-on-one with oh, Obama. No. 
But when Trump wanted to be one on one, he was suddenly nervous, and he basically let him out. He let everyone watching the show know that Comey had a political agenda, and Comey didn't like that. But Brett was basically calling him out on it. He's like, "You do. It's in your book." He's like, "If, you it, was, if it was James Comey, should stop doing interviews right now after the Brett Bear really interview. Should. He should stop because Brett Bear really." really revealed him for exactly like i mean if you didn't know who he was already brett bear finished peeling back the layer the cover of comey and you saw him it was like I'm, i saw some of it and i was like wow this is really bad i almost felt bad for comey even though i hate him you know for what he's done but he literally he was, walked right into it he walked right into it and brett bear was like cool which is great i like his his delivery he's not animated he's not you know he doesn't seem like he's out of control but he was literally sending out shots at him and james comey kept walking right into it and you could see him yeah. like doing contortion, trying to get around answering the question directly. And Brett Bear, by the end of it, I mean, he hit the target spot on. Oh, so yeah, Comey he did it without Comey being confrontational. No, exactly, which is what was the best part about it because it didn't seem like a gotcha, like a gotcha interview. It just seemed like he was asking, actually asking questions that were you know, more important than like, where'd you grow up or what influenced you? You know, some of the other fluff like interviews that Comey's been doing for the book tour. Well, I mean, Comey's not the only one who's been having a bad week. Joy Reid, she's had a horrible downfall. <laughs> I mean, she's just, oh, yeah. I mean, it just gets better and better oh, with her. Joy Reid's so, the, the big homophobe, apparently. Right. And, <laughs> and also a racist. She's got a chip on her shoulder for white oh, people. Oh, yeah, she's angry. She's angry. Well, sure I mean, we, just, we discussed why. We thought maybe it's because the fact that she owes the IRS so much money. Therefore, everything she makes from her show on MSNBC probably goes to attorney fees. But so she's, she's just angry. a bitter, angry woman. She and Christy Teigen are very similar. They have that ego and that mm -hmm. attitude. And they both expect everyone to agree with them. And if they don't, they will insult them and attack them like rabid dogs. Oh, yeah. And then if, you, if God forbid you question them, you know, they play the woman card. They play the race card. But literally, they say, Joy Reid can say whatever she wants, whatever she wants, and nothing, she never gets followed back until now, thank God. But, you know, always a race card. I, I call her the more educated, more articulate Maxine Waters. That's who ah, I play Joy Reid to. That's kind of like, after seeing, seeing her for like a while now, she's literally Maxine Waters, just she can speak, deliver it better than, she could, than Maxine could. And that's pretty yeah, much all sure. she did. Well, the story with her is funny. Okay, so apparently she used to have a blog, and in her blog she made a lot of homophobic comments. She admitted to it. She apologized. And then all of a sudden more comments were unearthed, mm -hmm. and then she turns around and she denies everything. It's like you just admitted it that you did it, and you apologized for it. Well, this time she's trying to say she was hacked, and they yeah, manipulated the, Russians. the blog. Right. Well, nobody's <laughs> buying it. In fact, she was supposed to receive a top award from the LGBT community, and they rescinded it over her comments oh, yeah. not only did she attack gay people but she attacked gay people on her own network she attacked rachel maddow and she also attacked uh, chris hayes so i'm curious about why they aren't saying anything because they were basically blasted in her blog she was very bitter and very jealous of them it oh, seemed people are staying very silent about it though on, on those networks interestingly enough they're not jumping on the get rid of joy bandwagon just yet i, I think they're waiting to see what happens well what surprised me was that buzzfeed was one of the first to turn on her Oh, yeah. And I think she also lost her article in, in another, was it BuzzFeed or another magazine? She lost her article in that as well. So it might have been BuzzFeed, yeah. So she's kind of, they're peeling back the layers on her. She's, I don't think she has a, lo a lot more time left on TV. I think the I network's gonna, they're going to cut their losses. I mean, she's already on a weekend show as it is. So if she's off TV, who's going to miss her, like, realistically? And her show has, what, like 10 viewers anyway? I was about to ask, is she even yeah. in the top 10 on the cable no, news shows? Top, top, is she in the top 20? 
I mean, like, I don't, like, I'm sure there are more people on, like, Twitter. She probably has a bigger presence on Twitter than people actually watching her show at this point. That's probably so, true. So they'd be better right. off just letting her go. So we're going to take a commercial break before we get back to the big, big story, which, of course, is Korea. Okay. Peace in Korea. Uh, so we're going to be back in just a few minutes. If you're off the grid by choice or by disaster, you need a Greenovative GMAG portable power cell. This amazing biofuel activated device makes power anytime, anywhere, in any weather, day or night, and is equal to about 200 AA batteries. GMAG will recharge six AA batteries in about four hours repeatedly and can do it over and over again. It will make power anywhere, in any weather, day or night. And you don't need sun, you don't need wind, and you don't need a hand crank. All you need to do is add a little bit of salt and a little bit of water. Shake it up and it instantly makes electricity. Get yours today at greenovative.com. Enter Mad Prepper at checkout and receive a 15% discount. Get one. You'll be glad you did. Okay, and we're back. So the big story this week apparently is peace between North and South Korea, which we all know could not have happened without President Trump and, of course, the new Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. What do you think about this? Over 60 years of war between these two countries? Years. Six, the, the war ended like 60-something years ago, or the, like the fighting stopped. The war didn't end because it's still technically on now. But conflicts ended 60-something years ago. And now finally, they're actually going to call it a quits and end the war officially, which is amazing. And it's funny that Trump actually did an interview in the 90s about the Korea situation or meet the press. First, I'd negotiate. I would negotiate like crazy, and I'd make sure that we tried to get the best deal possible. Look, Tim, if a man walks up to you in a street in Washington, because this doesn't happen, of course, in New York, but if a man walks up and puts a gun to your head and says, give me your money, wouldn't you rather know where he's coming from before he had the gun in his hand? And these people, in three or four years, are going to be having nuclear weapons. They're going to have those weapons pointed all over the world and specifically at the United States. And wouldn't you be better off solving this really potentially unbelievable, and the biggest problem, I mean, we can talk about the economy, we can talk about social security. The biggest problem this world has is nuclear proliferation. And we have a country out there in North Korea, which is sort of wacko, which is not a, dumb, not a bunch of dummies, and they are going out and they are developing nuclear weapons. And they're not doing it because they're having fun doing it, they're doing it for a reason. And wouldn't it be good to sit down and really negotiate something, and ideally negotiate? Now, if that negotiation doesn't work, you better solve the problem now than solve it later, Tim. And you know it, and every politician knows it, and nobody wants to talk about it. Jimmy Carter, who I really like, and he went over there, it was so soft, these people are laughing at us. The former general of the Air Force, Merrill McPeak, the former Secretary of Defense, Les Aspen, said you could not launch a preemptive strike against North Korea because the nuclear fallout could be devastating to the Asian Peninsula. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about us using nuclear weapons. I'm saying that they have areas where they're developing missiles. No, but taking out their nuclear you know that potential this country, would create Tim, a fallout. Tim, do you know that this country went out and gave them nuclear reactors free fuel for 10 years. We, we virtually tried to bribe them into stopping and they're continuing to do what they're doing and they're laughing at us. They think we're a bunch of dummies. I'm saying that we have to do something to stop. But if the military Ideally, told you, Mr. Trump, we can't do you this. You give me two names. You're giving me two names. I don't know. You want to do it in five years when they have warheads all over the place, every one of them pointing to New York City, to Washington and every one of our, is that when you want to do it? Or do you want to do something now? So this was something that he's been talking about for a long time. 
Yeah, Trump's been talking about a lot of the things that, that are going on for a long time, amazingly. But now if people taking- would actually listen to him instead of just insulting yeah. him or judging the way he the way he talks and the way he you know get, goes about talking about things. The tweet, they would like see the that tweet. he's very smart. He's you don't get to be Trump by being an idiot, <laughs> but they don't give him credit for it. But this, I mean, like you said, this thing has been going on for over 65 years. No other president was able to do this, and Trump was. And he did it by going the exact opposite route of Obama, Bush, and Clinton. Well, it was Clinton's fault we were in this mess. Oh, yeah. Let's give give credit to Clinton for that. (laughs) Yeah. So now they're taking down their nuclear sites. Is that what I'm hearing? They're going to start to take them apart. Yeah, like dismantle the program. Well, I think they're still working towards that. Like, that's going to be the end goal by the time it's all said and done. And the leader, of course, was visiting South Korea today. Mm-hmm. And we also just saw the pictures from Easter weekend of Mike Pompeo with the leader of North Korea, yeah. which would be the first time a diplomat, I believe, from North Korea has met with uh, American. American diplomats. I, know. I can't um, even remember. Yeah. I mean, it was a secret mission, too. And it looked, look, they, and the sad part is they actually tried to stop Pompeo from being Secretary of State. And look what he just oh. accomplished. Look what he, his work just accomplished. <laughs> Uh, talk about reaching, by the way. They tried to imply that he was homophobic because he does not like gay sex. Okay, yeah, he's correct. straight. He's not supposed to like gay sex. <laughs> I'm gay. I'm not supposed to like straight sex. I, that doesn't mean that the, I hate I mean, straight the, people. The question was, I, I saw that. And, uh, Corey, it was, that was Cory Booker, of course. You know, the resident maniac in the, in the, in the Senate right now <laughs> asking the question. I, I, I had to double take. I was like, did he really just ask this man this question? at a Senate hearing. I, I mean, I literally couldn't believe it. But the irony of it all, Cory Booker, and then we'll go back to Korea, is Cory Booker voted against the now openly gay ambassador to Germany while questioning Mon- Mike Pompeo about gay sex. Just so- That like, is, like you said, so, double standards. <laughs> uh, just, I, I, just to throw that out there, you know, I thought it was absolutely funny and just ridiculous because I can't take them seriously at this point. But back to Korea, did you, the pictures coming out of South Korea of like Kim Jong Un, Rocket Man going there? I was actually like amazed by it, you know. And him oh, actually big. like it's huge. He embraced him, and they even held hands walking across the line. He walked um, the South Korean Prime Minister into North Korea over the line. He's like, why don't he's like come to North Korea? Held and his hand, walked him over. Yeah, and he signed the guest book saying, I think when they translated it, uh, Kim Jong-un was saying, you know, new to a new future, a new future starts now, once they translated it into English. And so, the last U.S. president to accomplish something like this was Reagan, right, with Russia? Yeah. yeah so he, officially he, ending the Cold War. And, and it's pretty much leading to the end of the USSR. That, I mean, that just goes to show that he deserves the Nobel Peace Prize, Trump does. If they could give it to Barry... For destabilizing two continents and doubling our debt while we suffered let's, more terrorist attacks give, on U.S. soil. Give Obama credit, though. They gave it to him before he did that stuff. They gave it to him for nothing, actually. <laughs> That's just sad. Isn't it? it just he, devalues the prize. He, he, yeah, he just uh, got elected president. They said, hey, let's give him a Nobel Peace Prize for... Um, uh, they made something up, I'm sure. Well, we talked about how General Flynn was vindicated, but apparently this whole thing with Comey, uh, we just now found out, of course, there was more messages, text messages between uh, Strazak and Page, you know, the couple that were having an affair. Oh. And they, these text messages are actually including their conversations after Comey was fired. 
and they realized that the heat was going to be on them soon. So not all the messages have been made available. People are still going through them, the media outlets that are releasing them, but they have promised that there's some juicy, salacious stuff involved, and it involves both of them lying to ethics committee and to the FBI also. Well, yeah, I think one of the texts that I saw referenced something about it's time to open a case while we still can, you know, so there's showing definitely there was intent for them to go after Trump, not for actual reason, but just to get him out of office. And how people can still say that the, the FBI is unbiased or this isn't a witch hunt. I have to, I'm like, are you looking at any of the information that's coming out or are you just going by what CNN is telling you? Because yes, anyone, because- if you just see uh, the text, one text, two texts of them, you're like, okay, this is not right. Something fishy is going on. But yet they completely deny it. And people on the left still to this day will tell you that, you know, Mueller, the FBI, the DOJ, they're all above board in this, in this Mueller probe. And it's clear it's not. Well, and the male that was involved, he was involved in, in your interviewing uh, Clinton. Flynn. Yeah. Well, he was involved with Flynn, Clinton, everything. So it's like this guy's had his hands in this entire investigation. Everything. And therefore, it's corrupt. They should have automatically canceled this investigation based on the fact that there was this bias involved. And it was a conflict of interest between the mm-hmm. agents that were investigating people, investigating witnesses. They should have automatically just ended this whole thing a long time ago. But it's, it's, getting, it's just falling apart. But even like uh, as a part of this, Rudy Giuliani just had a meeting with Mueller. Did you hear about, about that? Yeah. And I, wasn't it to do with what he was investigating? Yeah. Like trying to start to wrap this whole thing up. And the reports are saying uh, Giuliani had to, he's like walked out and he was upset by the end of the meeting. He was like, this is ridiculous. So he obviously knows that they're not going after Russia. They're trying to yeah, find he, anything they can. Exactly. So even his, which he was wanting to kind of start handling it. He's realized which we all know that it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and him talking to Mueller, which I hope would have like started making it better, it just shows us how, how bad it is. The fact that he walked out of the meeting upset. So, well, you know, everybody's talking about how Trump should not fire Mueller, and he hasn't yet. And that's good because he doesn't want to have this whole crisis no. happen. But what Trump can do is Trump, and what Trump should be doing is going after the Democrats with every bit of power that the presidency has. If they want to play this game, tit for tat, let him do it. Go after the Clintons, go after Obama, go after every single high ranking member of the Democratic Party for their crimes and show them two can play this game. You want to come after me? I'm going to come after you. And guess what we find when we come after you? But the problem with that is, is there's one person that I think is causing the problem. Sessions? Yeah. Like, let's be realistic. I mean, this guy, like, I liked him in the beginning. I got lukewarm with him before and now I'm done with him because clearly, clearly he's either incompetent or he's a part of the whole thing well i think he's a part of the the uh, rhinos and the uh, swamp well he which was that's not what he portrayed originally so that, right, was, all false, that was all false advertising and false pretense earlier but i don't understand it but when i found out that lindsey graham was a part of this whole let's protect Mueller and uh jeff sessions was supposedly talking to lindsey graham and john mccain and a couple of other rhinos i thought no. wait a minute they're way too cozy yeah, anything, anything with Graham's, uh, where he's a part of it, you know, that's just Ryan. It stinks of the swamp. It stinks of just rhinos involved. You know, him between him and McCain, I'm not sure who's worse. Uh, he just I needs mean, to go away. Actually, Graham, Graham is worse because he'll, he'll still be around. McCain is on his way out. You know, so we're stuck with Graham for another however many years he has in his term if he gets reelected, you know, after, after this one's over. And Sessions is another one who I, I – he can't fire him at this point either, which I think he's stuck in the position for the time being 
just because I don't know they're going to block whoever he tries to appoint to fill his seat. So Jeff Sessions is doing a good job for the swamp right now, sitting in that, in that seat. Yeah, he's actually lost a lot of supporters by doing this. Uh, weren't you telling me a story, by the way, about New York City and a judge that allowed it uh, to discriminate against Trump supporters? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we can force you to bake a cake, but we can't force you to serve someone in a bar. You know, that's, that's where we live in right now. You know, because apparently a, a guy went into a, a bar in New York, uh, Miles Stomping Grounds, and he was wearing a MAGA hat and the bartender, him and his friends were saying how rude the service was, how slow the service was. And then pretty much the, bar, the bartender said, I'm not serving you. I don't want to serve you because you're, you're supporting Trump and you're promoting that message in our, in our bar. And so the guy said, all right, I'll sue you. You know, since the people sued them for the cake, you know, those cake people who don't want to make the cake, right. like, I'll sue you, you know, for doing that to me and, not, not, and like uh, not supporting me or serving me. Sorry. And the judge came back and said, well, unfortunately, political speech is not protected. <laughs> Actually, I think political speech is, though, right? So that could be appealed. I think it could be appealed. But it's, again, it's New York. Look what's coming out of New York right now. Well, I mean, you know, my thing is, how far can they take it? They could take it to the Supreme Court, Supreme right? Supreme Court, yeah. So, so I would just go through every court, even if you know that they're liberal and they're going to turn you down, whatever. Just keep going until you get to the ultimate court and then let them decide. And that sets oh, precedent. I, think I agree with you. They should go all the way up. But like, look at New York. New York is the same place that allowed the Cohen race to happen. You know, so New York, <laughs> New York court is just as bad as the Ninth Circuit. Well, there was actually a raid in New York uh, from uh, ICE, and it actually accomplished quite a bit. I think they got over 250 criminals. Now, they said only 45 of them were criminals that came in illegally, and that was their only crime. Yeah. The rest of them, which was like 185, they were actually hardened criminals with like arrest warrants and criminal histories. So New York, York is, is MS-13 stomping ground. <laughs> I'm hoping so, some of them were MS-13 that got picked yeah, up. That would but, be awesome. But like, guess what, guess what our, our great uh, governor of New York is doing in response to the ICE raids? Crying? Yeah, no, he's telling that he wants ICE to stop um, raid, pr doing raids in New York because it's oh, illegal. He can say all he wants. Yeah, so he he's trying to like block, now trying to use state resources to block ICE from doing any further raids because it's unfair or it's against people's constitutional rights or whatever, because, you know, illegal aliens have constitutional rights or more than we do. He may want to be careful. Look what happened when Governor Brown tried to do that in California. All those towns rose up in resistance to him. Well, he's getting desperate because Miss, Miss Sex in the City is actually catching up a little bit and she's making up grounds in the polls against him. <laughs> he's still oh, leading. He's still, he's, still, he's still leading. I'll preface this by saying he's still leading considerably in like the poll for a governor but she's actually she actually gained, gained ground which is like are you serious so you know we still have a lot of time between now and the election so if she comes close that's a big warning shot across the bow which is why he's going super left now he's going hardcore left because you know what's her what was her name i forget what's her name in sex in the city which one was she uh cynthia uh, nixon she played yeah. miranda miranda yeah so you know miranda could be the next governor My New York is my home. How you doing? I've never lived anywhere else. When I grew up here, it was just my mom and me in a one-bedroom fifth-floor walk-up. New York is where I was raised and where I'm raising my kids. I'm a proud public school graduate and a prouder public school parent. I was given chances I just don't see for most of New York's kids today. Our leaders are letting us down.
We are now the most unequal state in the entire country, with both incredible wealth and extreme poverty. Half the kids in our upstate cities live below the poverty line. How did we let this happen? I love New York. I've never wanted to live anywhere else. But something has to change. We want our government to work again on health care, ending mass incarceration, fixing our broken subway. We are sick of politicians who care more about headlines and power than they do about us. It can't just be business as usual anymore. If we're going to get at the root problem of inequity, we have to turn the system upside down. We have to go out ourselves and seize it. This is a time to stick our necks out, to remember where we came from. This is a time to be visible. This is a time to fight. I'm Cynthia Nixon. I'm a New Yorker. And together, we can win this fight. <laughs> uh, well, we've already seen some crazy leaders like Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi, so she fits right in. Apparently, yeah. Oh, so uh, oh, can we do our Maxine segment? Oh, yeah, you, you want know, to do Mad Maxine? I love doing Mad Maxine. So Mad Maxine, since the whole impeachment thing is, is fizzling out, she was in a, <laughs> she's at the Time, uh, the Time magazine uh, <laughs> a 100 Most Influential People ceremony. And she just said Trump. Yeah, she's one of them. <laughs> So that's well, just so was Hitler, so. yeah, and and uh, Hogface is one too. So you know, go for it. Um, so she just said Trump. She just step down. Like we can't impeach you. So she just asked him to resign and just step down. If you had to give some advice to President Trump, what advice would you give him? Please resign, uh, so that I won't have to keep up this fight uh, of your, you know, having to be impeached uh, because I don't think you deserve to be there. Just get out. Like he's gonna listen to her. <laughs> So and she, she's like getting, uh, is she getting crazier or what's going on there? But she just pretty much said, you need to just step down and, you know, that's, that's it. Or I'm going to, or, or I'm going to impeach you. So she's going to be one, <laughs> one woman impeachment brigade to get Trump out of office. Because the, all the Democrats are like, can you stop talking about impeachment? It's not going anywhere. But, you know, so Mad Max. What's her new catchphrase going to be if she can't say impeach 45? Um, back to what it was before we even knew who she was. She's desperate. Who was she before Trump was president? I'm sorry. Like, I, I saw her face here and there, but I had no idea who she was until uh, Trump was president. She was forever known to me as the woman that got out that criminal from prison who attacked a white man during the L.A. riots. He left him in a coma of being brain dead because he was white. That was the reason why he attacked him. Maxine Waters got him out of prison, and as soon as he got out of prison, he murdered a woman. So he's oh, back in prison now for life. So that's Maxine Waters to me. She got him out because he was black. She wanted everyone to think it was a race issue. It was a race issue. He well, attacked the guy for being white during the LA riots. No other reason. I believe the man was a truck driver. He pulled him out of his truck, yep. out of his big rig, and basically beat him into a coma, left him brain yeah, they dead. They hit him with a brick. I remember the video, the video on TV still from those riots. He, they literally pulled him out of the truck. He, he had to stop because he got lost in, down, in the wrong neighborhood. And they wrong time. Him, wrong time, wrong place, wrong everything. And they yanked him out of that and beat him. So and that's who Maxine Waters likes. People yeah, like that wrong. are the ones she sticks with. No, look, she's, she has a good track record, right? 
<laughs> well, she's going to be disappointed, though, because she can't be keep pandering to the illegal immigrants like she's been doing, which is why her own constituents chased her out of a town hall, because now DACA has said they are not going to accept anymore. Even though that federal judge tried to say to Trump, you have to keep DACA around and you have to take in new applicants, Department of Homeland Security just came out and said, no, we will not. Because they know that if it gets fought, they'll go all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is going to rule in Trump's favor. They've Absolutely. already stated that what Obama himself admitted it was he unconstitutional. It, it, the thing is called deferred action, so it, <laughs> it was never mm -hmm. a permanent. It was never a permanent policy. But like Democrats, literally act like it's written in the Constitution. Like there's an illegal illegal immigrant children's clause in the Constitution that no none of us know about. You know, like the thing was literally Obama put it in place to like until you could find a solution to the problem which clearly they're not allowing us to find a solution so let's end it like let's not let's not keep going with this you know like adding more and more people to daca let's get rid of uh, them obama made the mistake though of when he had the democrats at his side they supported him with all those executive orders and now he set a precedent so now trump can have just as much power when it comes to executive orders and if trump says hey guess what my executive order is that daca is gone they have to abide by it because we abided Obama putting it in in the first place. Exactly. And it was never constitutional. It was never. It was an executive order. And clearly Trump has the right as the president to, to end the program. But like these federal judges are just taking a lot of power, which they don't have, and trying to legislate from the bench, which every time it gets to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court's like, no, it doesn't work that way. But they'll still do it. Anyway. Just to throw, they're just doing it to slow down the process because they know that none of this is going gonna, is gonna to stand up to the test the ultimate test when it gets to the courts, the high court. Well, I, I know I, we complain a lot about America. We do have a lot of problems, but I will. I want to close with this story because it broke my heart when I heard about it. Are you familiar with the baby Alfie Evans? In oh, Britain? yeah. That's a, sad, uh, that's a sad story. Have you read about the fact that the doctors are basically now saying that he has to die because his parents have, an, have a bad attitude? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that's what happens when you give the, the government control of your children and your body. That is just, it's so heartbreaking to me. And they took him off life support and he's still breathing on his own. Yeah. And that should have been enough for them to, the parents Let to him go. allow to take him to another hospital that will treat him. They, and they, they're refusing to do it. They, were, they gave him, they actually gave him Italian citizenship so he can go to Rome to go to the Vatican hospital to get treatment. And he still won't let him leave. How, I don't understand how they have that power to stop a parent from taking their child to save the, his life. It's, cruel. it's the setup. That's what look. That's the what socialized medicine looks like. You know and when that's what when they, they want yeah when they say like you know when they were accusing like Republicans of death panels and all the they want to throw your mother off your grandmother off the cliff. Look what they're doing to this kid. You know that that's the socialized medicine. That's what they want. They have want to have control of your children, of you, of your body to make decisions for you. And now they're flexing it based on the whim of the doctors. That it, they it just it's, gonna die it's in the disgusting. Hospital. It's, it's a it's sad disgusting. story. I, could, I can't believe it's happening. I literally can't believe it's happening. You when, know? I read, when I first saw the headline, I thought it was a joke when they said that, that you know, the baby has to die because the parents have a bad attitude. And then as I read it more, it's like they just want this kid to die. I mean, why? Yeah, they're, proving, they're proving a point. We control you. So I'll, you know, the baby has to pay. He's, he's the, the example for the masses. You the know, one thing is, I hope that comes from this story is that it warns Americans the dangers of socialized health care that they can do this to us, to your children. Yeah, but the, the left wants that. <laughs> the I left wants that, to control everything thing, about you. 
I hope that is one thing the left will not be able to do here in America, because if this story is getting people's attention like it got mine, we will take a stand against it. Luckily, Trump already got rid of the mandate, forcing people to buy insurance. And eventually, that whole thing is going to make Obamacare die faster. It was already going through the death spiral. It's already, anyway. it's say it's already dying. Once it's gone officially, and then you know he, op- he opened up state, uh, what is it, open borders to the cross, other insurance cross, companies? Yeah, cross state, cross state lines. And like smaller, like a co-op, healthcare co-ops. There's a lot of things you can do uh, for cheaper healthcare access, and also just reading in costs. You know, not letting you know hospitals charge a hundred dollars for like a bag of saline. <laughs> you know what got me was that I understood when Obamacare first came out. You can make a law that prohibits insurance companies from denying people you know who have pre-existing conditions without forcing other people to buy insurance. And yet they tried to make it out to be like, you couldn't have one without the other. Yes, you can. You You are in charge of creating laws. You don't have to force others to buy insurance in order to tell the insurance companies, guess what? You cannot do this to somebody. You cannot gouge them. I mean, that was Trump's whole thing. He said, look, we're going to set up a program for people who have pre-existing conditions and help and help them out. So it wasn't just like, oh, go, go die. You know, but the Democrats, if you listen to the Democrats, uh, Trump just pretty much told everyone, go F yourself and go die somewhere. You know, that's how they portrayed it. But when he, he initially, and a lot of conservatives gave him, you know, gave him a flag for even saying that he would have a exchange for people with pre-existing conditions, you know, but he said, look, I don't want to leave people out there, you know, who can't get insurance coverage. So I think he was being more than fair, but the, you know, the left, they don't, you know, they won't meet you halfway. It's either their no, way or no way, you know, this is pretty much what's going on in the country right now. It's their way or no way, even though they, they keep losing. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know that, that's it. That's their mantra now. It's, it's hard to be a liberal. I can I can I can't do it. It's very it's, depressing. It's, it's depressing. It's energy sapping. It's just sad to be that angry about everything all the time. Oh, by the way, what's the weather like in Texas for you this weekend? Is it going to be sunny? Yes, it's going to be nice out here. Spring is here in Texas. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to be in the. Uh, it's going to be sunny and in the upper 70s. Today, it's been the first day. It's been sunny here in four days. It's been nothing but rain. But oh. the good news is all the flowers are blooming now, and now it's in the uh, 70s, and it's sunny. So I'll be taking my patients out to uh, Chickasaw State Park so they can fun. actually enjoy the weather. It'll be fun. But we're going to close for now. Uh, we will be back next week. If Those of you who are listening, please like and subscribe. Show us some love. And, Colin, I will see you next week, bud. I will see you next week. And let's not forget to make America great again. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. It, it, it was unbelievably painful.